When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. All right. uh, Better Naran is in for uh, Sedano and Marcus Grant is in for Cap. Um, we, we found Marcus in the NFL Network, but I guess we found you. You you had a previous life with Bergman, right? I did. I, I worked at another uh, radio network with him. I, I said, he, he, he's corporate Greg now. He was board op Greg back then. I believe it. Yeah. We, they all pass us up. Uh, that's all. true. What up, intern Graham? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Me in 10 years. <laughs> right. right. It, it, it's true. All the guys that uh, that um, are doing uh, the podcast, like, like DeAndre yep. and Cody and Parker, well, I'll be working for them yeah. one day. No, Graham really was my intern a couple years ago. Oh, no kidding? Yeah, so his dad, Gary Metzger, uh, is a professor at Long Beach State, so mm-hmm. I will speak to his class. you got to come down and speak to his class at Long Beach Let State. Let me know. Monday nights, and he feeds you, too. That's the best part. Well, oh, you know well, me. Well, can I, can I show up then, too? Uh, yeah, Monday nights. Hey, Gary Metzger, I mean, Monday nights. You're, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so his dad used to work at the LA Times, Pulitzer Prize winner. So Really? Yes, he cool. was uh, in the layout design. Uh, and Graham in high school was like, hey, I want to do this. And I talked to him. And I'm like, Graham, don't do it. But if you want to help out on my podcast, when he went to University of Oregon, so he was like my quote unquote intern. And then he applied for a job here. They're like, hey, you know Graham Metzger? I'm like, yeah. They're like, he's going to work here. I'm like, oh, thanks. So there you go. All right. So this, <laughs> are Mace, are you looking for those glasses yeah. that Laura's yeah, holding up right the there? That you, took with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you really are out of it. <laughs> um, all right. So since Marcus is here and we, we stole Marcus from the NFL Network, let me ask you guys put yourselves in the shoes of NBC. All right. Mm-hmm. Pretend you're running NBC Sports. I'm trying to remember who that is now. I think it's a guy named Mark Lazarus, but he might, I mean, he yeah. might not be doing it anymore. Anyway, so starting in week five, under the new NFL TV contract, NBC, who has Sunday night football, can flex games. Yeah. So the first four weeks are locked. But in the fifth week, you can start to flex games. Mm-hmm. Um, the game they have in week five is Niners-Cowboys hmm. right now. But they could, if they want to, flex it to Jets-Broncos. In other words, Sean Payton going up against Nathaniel Hackett. Mm. But, and Marcus, you know this from from your other gig, the Niners and the Cowboys are almost guaranteed ratings. They're two of the heritage franchises in the NFL. But the NFL loves beef, loves drama. Marcus Grant, if if, if the decision lands on your desk, Sunday Night Football, you can either have Jets, Broncos, or Cowboys, Niners. What are you doing? I'm staying Cowboys Niners. I mean, they're they're not only heritage franchises, they're large markets, 
and you're I think you have a better chance of getting a good game. I, I know there's the whole Sean Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers beef, but there's no guarantee the Broncos will actually be better this year. They could still be awful. And then you're stuck with a, a, a lackluster game on your hands. You know, I love Petty. I'm all me too. about Petty. Yep. I, I've learned from you, Irish. I know. And <laughs> give me Petty all day long. Even though the game's going to suck, right. they'll build up to it. Because if it's Niners-Cowboys, you're like, oh, okay, that's a good game. We know traditional football fans, hardcore, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's Sunday night and I've already watched a couple games, I've already drank a lot, I've already ate, I want to see Petty. But it's I not wanna... like Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hacker, they're going to yeah. square off at the 50-yard line. But you line. know that Tariqo's going to give a little, uh, here. And then the... The crowd shot, then the the close-up shot of Peyton on the sideline. I just love, and it's also, we're going to talk about it. Because if it's right. Niner Cowboys Thursday, Friday, oh, good game this week. Hey, X's and O's. Friday here? We need fodder here, Marcus. We need something, man. <laughs> I think you both make excellent points. Marcus is right. If your job is to get eyeballs on the screen, nobody's not watching yeah, Cowboys watching, Niners. Yeah. If Beto... Most people aren't petty like me and you. They, they should be. Yes. They should but, be holding punches. But, but th- number one, and Marcus mentioned this, the game could suck. And number two, if we don't care about Aaron or uh, Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett, there's a million reasons to do something else than to watch Jets Broncos. Yeah. You wouldn't miss Cowboys Niners. But I mean, Cowboys time, Niners is a guaranteed monster number. And I also want to see Payton, who's already backtracked and said, hey, you know, we moved on. That was being right, an analyst right. and this and that. All week long, ask him those questions because you're going to have more people paying attention. But also, who was Nathaniel Hackett? I mean, to, to people not We didn't like know us, until this week. Right, to people who are <laughs> like us. I mean, who was Nathaniel Hackett? You know, the, if, if you talk about coaching beefs, I mean, this isn't Pete Carroll, John, or Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Like, what, that's what, a coaching beef. What's your deal? What's your deal? Yeah. What's your deal? Like, that's a coaching beef. Who was Nathaniel Hackett? Like, nobody really cares. He was a guy in over his head. Um, that's about it. That's it. Yeah. I, but, I didn't even know he went to New York. <laughs> uh, well, you know who his dad is, right? That's Paul. Paul. Yeah, Paul Hackett yeah. was a coach at USC. He was a yeah. great guy. Um, but the, I'm with you, Marcus. I think that Niner. If it was, a, I'm disappointed in you, John. Well, no, but <laughs> you, Beto, oh, you have your executive. Hat if on. it was, yeah. If it wasn't, I just read on this last vacation I was on. I just read Dick Ebersol's memoir. Oh, and you know, one of the great television executives mm-hmm. of all time, yeah. and. Um, one of Dick's best friends was a guy named Don Olmeyer, who, who had yeah, a similar yeah. career. Another big-time executive. And Olmeyer said, the, he, had a, he had a saying, the answer to all of your questions is money. Yep. <laughs> and what I've learned after, after a few years- Another thing i learned from you. <laughs> that, is, that is so true, you don't even know. Like, look what's going on today with the Pac-12. Mm. Oh, all right. Okay. I, I've- I, the the speed by which this conference has died is staggering. You've been saying that for years, though. Right, but th- because they didn't do anything. Nothing. They they just we we were talking about it earlier in the show that um, change is inevitable. You either embrace it or you get killed by yeah. it. They got killed by it. They could have expanded seven or eight times over the past several years, and Beto. A, a ton of people we know are going to be out of work yeah. tomorrow. Well, we saw uh, J.B. Long yesterday at Rams practice. Yeah, He's he does a, a lot of work at the Pac-12 network. Saw Yogi Roth there, and now, I mean, those are fantastic broadcasters, but I, I told Sedona yesterday in the air, like, I've applied for jobs at the Pac-12 network, I've never watched the Pac-12 network. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's not easy to find. I mean, that's also part I'm of I'm a direct TV guy. I've never seen it. DirecTV never did a deal with the Pac-12 network. The oh, they whole, never did? Never got no. done. Wow. It's hard to find. You couldn't find anywhere. Then I think the plan was to have 
a bunch of different regional, like five or six different regional versions of it, but I don't think that ever materialized. There was going to be a Pac-12 LA and an Arizona and oh, a Bay Area, real? but every time huh. I flip, and I have it, but every time I flip by them, they're all showing the same thing. So Oregon what's the State point? softball. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and going back to the, that Olmeyer yeah. line, the answer to all of your questions is money. Um, he's 100% right. Like, in both, like you're at the NFL Network, we're at ESPN. Both places over the past year or two have had massive layoffs, despite the fact that both companies make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when subscribers started to go down, cord cutters came in, less revenue coming in than there was five years ago, even though they'll make it all up when they do a streaming deal. And a lot of people we know and like are laid off. So it's the nobody at the Pac 12 followed the money. You well, know, as soon Larry as Scott, you, Larry Scott followed all the money into his pocket, into his pocket. Right. that's about it. But as soon as USC and UCLA bolted, they should have gone. gone on offense. Yeah, they, go and grab a couple other teams. And apparently, Carol Folt, I saw that story. The USC Brady McCullough at the LA Times did a deep dive on this, and in Brady's article, he said that they apparently, when USC and UCLA said we're bolting, we're out of here, the two biggest markets, their two biggest teams with the LA market in your conference. That George Klevikoff, the Pac-12 commissioner, said, all right, you guys, to the remaining 10 schools, let's go get Oklahoma and Texas. Because they were thinking about leaving, right? We, yeah, and because they, they're, they're rumored to be going to the SEC. If not, we can go down. And if they had already left, he pivoted to, let's go get Texas Tech and Somebody. SMU. Okay. All right, we'll get Dallas. They were going to expand. Yeah, or we'll get Dallas and Houston. Whatever. we we got to go on offense. And Carol Fultz said, no. Are, are, you know, when he was talking about expansion originally, she said, no, 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 I only want to split the pie 12 ways. I don't want to split the pie 14 ways. And so Klevikov said, well, I can't lose USC. He lost him anyway. You can't get USC mad and they're going right, to turn around. Right, right. And so Man, that's sneaky. they just, they, that's sneaky. and they waited too long. A good business for Carol. And right. And, now, and she's <laughs> you got, like, because you got to worry well, about think, your own. You guys think about this. USC right now is working without an AD. There's no athletic director at USC. Yeah. And a bunch of scandals. Right. And it doesn't matter because you just but, but the, the answer the money, to all of your you questions is money. money. But here's the you, you talk about that, right? And let, let's say SC and UCLA leave, and the pivot was to go Texas and Oklahoma. If you're Texas and Oklahoma, would you? Why would you do that? Well, but keep in mind they, they went to it was SEC. before it was before they left. Right. So I, I didn't explain that right. So before they left, he wanted to bring in okay, Texas and Oklahoma and go to 14. So they were looking, they were shopping around. And yeah, and the minute then Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, USC and UCLA leave. He still he still got 10 teams, and he still got Arizona and Arizona State and Washington and Oregon, but. Of course, people want. What do you want call to, it? You, the, the, what kind of cops do you call it? Keystone. The Keystone, Keystone cops. I was surprised. Bergman says he has no idea what the Keystone Neither cops do I. are. Do you, I just do hear you, you know you, what they I are. I do, but, uh, but I'm okay. A weird, Keystone I'm a weird cops guy. are are in Beto. If you uh, watch any movies in, in the early days of movies in the 30s and 40s, they were a group of cops that just ran around in circles and bumped into each other, and you could do whatever you wanted. With like a Billy Club, they were in. Yeah, imagine like imagine like the yeah. Three Stooges, oh, the but there's like a whole bunch of perfect analogy. Oh, yeah. Imagine if the Three Stooges were cops. Yeah. You know, oh, and they would just run around and run into each other. But there and were also like 10 of them. They <laughs> couldn't solve a Rubik's <laughs> Cube, bump, uh, you know, and so that was was part of the deal. But it's better. One thing that surprises me, you and I are both like born and raised Southern Californians, yeah. is the lack of care that fans seem to have about this today. It's like, oh, Pac-12 died. OK, 
Well, um, because if you're SC and UCLA, you, you, you have your you life raft. On, yeah. right. You have your life raft. Yeah. You don't care. It's also USC and UCLA fans are, hey, bye. <laughs> like, right. What we, do we care about? We, we, got, we, got one last, we got one last year here, and then we're on to other yeah, things. Yeah, it's like, okay, when do we go to the big house? When do we go to Michigan? When do we go back when, Penn State? I do think, I'm though, not going to Pullman. <laughs> I do think we're, we're going to miss that. And I, I've been saying for I a long too. time. I've been saying for a long time. I would rather have a gloomy, foggy, rainy Thursday night in Corvallis nope. than a foggy Saturday morning in Evanston. Because everybody says, hey, look, it's going to be great when they play Michigan, when they play Ohio State. What we got to play, play Rutgers. Rutgers. <laughs> we got to play Iowa. Like, There's so many other games that are going to be so more lackluster than those two games here that everybody dark, has circled. Okay. Maybe Arizona at midnight. So Marcus mentioned Iowa. We didn't, Mason and I didn't have a chance to get to this. Did you guys see this betting scandal going on with Iowa and Iowa State? Yeah. Okay, right. so there are a group. How do I miss a gambling story? All right, so there's there's a group of athletes, mostly from Iowa State. I think one of them was from Iowa, that got caught betting, in some cases, betting on their own games. Oh. And the most, on, on FanDuel yeah. and on um, DraftKings. And the thing that astounds me, absolutely astounds me, they use their own names on their accounts. <laughs> no. This would be the equivalent of, of Kawhi Leonard opening a, a, a FanDuel account and then betting on Clipper games under the name uh, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. There's no I use John Ireland when I gamble, right? You should. You should not. You should <laughs> not under yeah. any circumstances yeah. use Beto Durant. Ah, John Mason. There we go. I mean, as soon as Really? As, their own names. Yeah. I mean, how dumb can you be? And right now, college kids are so used to having fake Instagrams, fake Twitter accounts, all these like really? other accounts. Why don't you get a burner fan duel yeah, account? Or, or get the guy on the dorm floor to open an account, and if you want to make bets, run it all through Laura Romo. Yeah, you just, so there, there's no suspicion that John Ireland and Beto Duran are betting on games. That's just dumb. Make Laura do the bets. <laughs> it's like, I didn't uh, think it's funny, though. What sport, though? What, with a football, football. Guy? Yeah, football. but, but there, ah, there's one. It's funny, though, because I think one of them bet the under on Iowa, which I'm like, you don't need inside information for that you just need to have watched iowa yeah. for the last five Six years <laughs> you know, that's it. so one of these guys beto was a kicker oh there okay there it is and he bet on a game he bet on his own team no but the spread there was a field goal like a long no, field no, goal no. he needed to make in order to cover the bet now of course nobody knew he had a bet going at the time but if he misses the field goal he loses the bet and he made it. Oh, so oh. The, I mean, but how dumb do you got to be to use your own name? own name? I mean, it just doesn't make any friggin' sense. The, the nerves that he must have had going out there. <laughs> Come on! Oh, right. you could be a hero for your school. Forget or, that. I got to pay a. Or bookie. you can put some money in your pocket. Well, and this is and well, this is why this is so dangerous. Because let's say that was a, a reverse situation. Like he had bet on the team to lose, and all he has to do. To, to cash the betting Shank. is hook it right. Laces out. Right. Laces out. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I mean, you're, you guys remember Headache Smith, right? I mean, that's the thing that always popped into yeah. my head with right. Stevin Smith at Arizona State all yeah. those years ago. And remember reading afterwards where he said, you know, when I was fixing games and throwing games, I wasn't out there just missing shots. He said, but on defense, I might give somebody a little extra yeah. room. Right. Or a pass just goes out of bounds. Just a little bit out of bounds. Something Here, like here's that. Here's the funny thing about that particular that was a good Headache one. Smith. I mean, and by the way, there's a uh, there's a good uh, documentary on Netflix that covers that whole thing. Yeah. But I actually, that's when I started my play-by-play career. I did one of those games that he played in mm-hmm. that he supposedly tanked. I never suspected anything. And that's what he said. Like, if you watched, you would never know. Yeah. yeah. 
because they were legit. It was right just, there on the it's number. Just, it's right small the, little things, you know. The that you kickers might not are interesting though, because the kickers like how many times have we had a bad beat on a missed extra point, right? Uh, or a penalty that pushes them back all of a sudden. One time, uh, we, we play mythical money around here, and we, I, we, I think it's the fifth year we've done it. And each year, one of us has won it. Bergman won it one year. Brionis won it one year. Mason won it one year. I won it one year. The year that Bergman won it, uh, he was way ahead on the final weekend. And I did a seven-team parlay, and I hit six of them. And the last one was a Monday night game, and the Jets were playing. And I needed the Jets to cover and with two minutes to go in the game, the Jets score. And I'm, I'm going to come from a hundred grand down to steal the title from Berkman. And the kicker missed the extra point, <laughs> and I lost. See? That right See? There, that's why I'll never, Marcus, be a real gambler. Because I just I thought, imagine if this was real money. Yeah. Oh. That would have just cost me six figures. I mean, it's just crazy. Face down in a gutter on Sepulveda. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it would just drive oh. me insane. You have to get rid of one of your butlers. <laughs> I know, it, just drive, it, it would just drive me crazy. What uh, What do you think of the Anthony Davis extension? Good. Uh, you you think it was a good idea? I think it was a good idea. I mean, what yeah. else are you going to do? Well, I, I, we had a caller earlier that said, oh, you gave him too much money, he never plays. What are you going to do if you let Anthony Davis leave? I thought how it was you, the only play the Lakers gap? had. He hit, he's going to be 33 at the end of the contract. Yeah, It's a lot of money, but you know what? Look at some of the other guys that are getting a bunch of money right now. Right. There's some, uh, if you're not you going to pay it. Anthony Davis, who then, are you going to pay? Gonna That's the question. Not you like there's ask. another Anthony Davis out there. Right. All right. Coming up next, Beto Duran, Marcus Woo! Grant, filling Let's in on it. Sedano and Cap. Uh, see you Monday, ESPN LA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, this is where they're supposed to do the song dance. The bam, ba da bing, I really don't ever participate with it because I, <laughs> I don't know the song. It's right? the who. Okay, well then do it then. I mean, that's all I know. I saw them once for like free because they, they didn't sell out. And so my roommate was like, hey, you, I, I got a ticket if you want to go. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? As, uh, Marcus Grant. And by the way, I can finally say I've officially made it here at ESPN 710. Uh, 710 ESPN, ESPN Los Angeles. Any way you want to put them together because I finally got the jab from Morales oh. in the promo. He's like, what a tough first day. He's got to work with Beto. By the way, uh, nice to meet you. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we only know each other from like Twitter at yeah. this point, you know? And which is how you should know people anyways. You Basically, right? You don't need to be hanging out ne- with Never people. meet your Twitter follows in yeah. real life. So, Marcus, I've known you for a while via Twitter. Right. Uh, you and I have exchanged tweets back in the day when we first started following each other about uh, this crazy business that we're in. <laughs> so, we're going to have a lot of fun today. We're here until 630 before we get to Angels baseball. So, Sedano's off. Cappy is off. 
Lindsay's here, Lauda's here, intern Graham is here, intern uh, Parker from the staff is here. So we got a lot of people here, but you, we told you in the back, you know, there's this community we have here. Yes. On the show, the yes. Circle of Trust. Shout out to the Circle of Trust. Hey! There it is. Hey! There it is. Hey! You saw the tweet. I did you see the tweet. the tweet. Yeah, man. And they engage with you a lot during the show. Yeah, it was a lot of, uh, who the hell is Marcus Grant? Which is what we're going to because, you know, when you bring somebody new to a station, and mind you, I've been here. I started my career here. Mm -hmm. I went away. I went on sabbatical, I like to say. And then uh, I came back, and then now I'm here a little bit more. But it's always fun when you're part of the family. We've worked in a lot of different places. This one really does feel like family, whether I'm taking jabs at Mason or kissing up to Ireland or jumping in with Sliwa or with Travis, <laughs> all that good stuff. But when you come in as the new guy, we know you in the business, right? right. We know everything else. But to the listener... That makes 710 their home. The listener that engages, you know, the people that are involved all the time. Mm -hmm. You bring somebody new in, it's like, what, what, what? No, it's what? like it's like it's like going showing up to a family gathering, right? And you're showing up to Thanksgiving is like the new person, right? And you don't oh, want to bring oh. you don't want to bring the weird green bean casserole because like then people are gonna look <laughs> at you sideways. So you gotta figure out how to ingratiate yourself from the jump. I understand that. Yeah, you're getting judged right away. Right strong, away. Strong reference. I know. I was just gonna say, you know, you're like the new baby that shows up. And we're like, oh, so that's a lot more. That's a lot more. No, because nicer. You, look, it's exactly. This is nice. Oh, let's embrace him. You're like, nah, Thanksgiving because the Thanksgiving arrival. That's that's hard. That's that's pressure, man. Uh, that's pressure. Like being the, the new baby. Like everybody's giving you a chance. Like that's nice. We, we were all giving you a chance. I, look, everybody here has been wonderful. Yeah. And like I, I oh, go yes. way back with 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 Bergman. Uh, you know, I go back with with Lindsay. Um, yeah, everybody here has been great, but yeah. I understand that I have a standard to live up to for the listeners out there. So we're the we're the cool people here. Okay, now the listeners. We're the cool kids table. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And now the listeners are the ones that judge you with the arms folded. Like, mm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Who's he? Do I do I should I should I check the message boards now? No, 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 no. Okay, we, I'll wait. We, wait till the commercial. <laughs> rule wait number the commercial. one, two is like stay off the Reddit page. We don't we don't do that. That's with the just Reddit a general page. internet rule. That's right. that's yeah. not just exclusive yeah. to this You're place. Right. No, so I don't even really engage in Twitter as much anymore. And mm -hmm. I'm just in the community in the Circle of Trust, which is great. They came out yesterday. Shout out to all the Circle of Trust members that came out yesterday to Rams Camp in Irvine. Doing a special show tomorrow. Mason will be there. Lindsay will be there at Rams Camp at UC Irvine. Go eaters. And I got my official pin. There's a man named Casper Villa who made cool pins hmm. just for the Circle of Trust. I got a picture with everyone in the Circle of Trust. Yeah. I got to post that. I kept, I yeah. keep forgetting. But and from I, yesterday. I got my pin. I put it on my backpack. So thank you, Casper Villa, for showing up yesterday. And they come out strong. All right. So who is Marcus Grant, right? We're, before we get into the Dodgers, they're in San Diego. We're about to bury the Padres. Uh, Anthony Davis re-signed. So don't even complain about it because what else are you going to do? Because he's a stud. Uh, complain all you want, but it's August. Like, relax. We're not, <laughs> not going to get deep dive Laker talk right now. Uh, what is it? Pac-12, dead. Uh, more Born stuff out. going on. Uh, the Ocho is showing people working out, throwing up medicine balls and everything else out there. Now they're kettleballs. Uh, what You know, all, all kinds of good stuff. But today, for right now, Marcus Grant shows up. What's your Twitter? Uh, Marcus G, M-A-R-C-A-S. That's right. Let's G. start right there. Yep. M-A-R-C-A-S. Yep. But you say it? Marcus. So what happened? Uh, my parents have doomed me to a lifetime of misspelled mail. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, they just want it to be different, and so I have a different spelling. And it's wild, too, because I, I will give people, you know, like you, you fill out official forms or whatever, you give people your ID, and it is spelled correctly on my ID, and people will still write it down wrong. It's, it's amazing to me. I feel bad because I, I texted you and definitely like spelled it wrong. Like, yeah, but hey, here's, the thing, here's the thing. You and I haven't communicated in a while. Like, I know. you know, if, if I don't really know the person or we haven't talked in a while, like you get a pass on that. Okay. It's all good. 
but like I have family members that still spell it. See, right. like Michael Thompson, he's different on purpose. He yes. he changed his name from a regular Michael to like to my child. M Y C H. A-L. Yeah. Because he said because he wanted to be different and stand out. Like, Michael, you're 6'11", bro. <laughs> you already stand <laughs> you're out. You're already standing out. Like, but I want to be different, number one pick. So he changed it to M-Y-C-H-L. You were given. I was given this, yes. You ever ask why? Uh, other than they just they just wanted it to be different. That parents, was really it. Parents just don't give an answer. They just wanted to be different. So, you know what? I've rolled with it. At this point, Like I'm, gonna, I'm trying to make it a thing, right? So that maybe somebody else will name their kid Marcus spelled with an A. Have you ever met another one? Not with spelled with an A, no. All right. No. I met a mother, Marcus Grant, on Twitter, and I, I tweeted at him because I was just like, hey, we should like connect. Like, I don't want to be friends. I just want to like say hi, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can just crickets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm a Umberto. So my name is Beto, which okay. is the nickname. Right. But I'm a, my, my given one is Umberto, H-U-M-B-E-R-T-O, mm-hmm. right? So when I meet another Umberto, yes, there's another one because, <laughs> let me tell you something, man. If you're, uh, so in, in Spanish, if you're name was B-E-R-T-O, mm-hmm. you can just drop the O and you have a nice easy life in school, right? Right. Alber- Alberto becomes Albert and Al. Mm-hmm. Roberto, Robert, then becomes Bob. You know, nice and easy, go through life. <laughs> Which I don't know why Beto Rourke in Texas would want to keep Beto, but that's another different story for another name. Because the guy who suffered, and I don't have a middle name, so I gotta keep oh, it. so you're, I mean, you can just make one up. <laughs> I told if you wanted to, you just make up a name. Yeah, but I told that story yesterday when I was trying for TV jobs back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Right? It was a pro, uh, boss in Yuma, Arizona. He's like, you ever thought about changing your name? I'm like, dude, you're on the border in Yuma, Arizona. <laughs> like, why, why you, here? You want a more anglicized name here of all the places? Of all places. Yeah, so Nick Duran is here with you, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. You're Nick. You're not Beto anymore. No, you're no, Nick. Nick. Exactly. You went to SC? I did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was there. I was there during one of the worst prolonged periods of football in, in the school's history. I, I went there for four years. Uh, never saw a win against UCLA in either football or basketball. Uh, we did beat Notre Dame once, but that was at the end of a long winless streak. I think we went 13 years with like it's like 12 losses and a tie or something like that for a long time. So like I was there during a really, really bad. It was like the end was of Paul Hackett. It was the end of John Robinson's second tenure and the beginning of Paul Hackett, right? Oh. And it was the year, so the year after I graduated. Also, awesome. Petros was there, all right. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So oh, the year man. the year after I graduated is when Carson Palmer showed up, and that Changed started the turnaround. Oh. So like, I missed all of that so as a you student. you can complain about SE all you want. All I want. You earned it. We were terrible. <sighs> we did win a baseball championship. I mean, I know I know that nobody really cares, but I care. But back then, USC baseball was, it was legit. still a thing. Now it's... Uh, it's coming back. We're yeah, coming yeah. back. So It'll you earned right. your time at the 9-0. I did. Yes, you yes. did. Yes. <laughs> the 9-0, Chano's, like all of that. Before it became all crazy. Whatever it is now. Yeah. Now there's like apartments and it's nice. Yeah, you know, like I remember when Chano's, you know, like it, it had like four parking spots. It shared, it shared two of them with the auto body shop yep. next door and the drive-in was on the wrong side. Yep. So you needed a passenger with you to get your food. And the speaker was hanging off. It was hanging off. You know, that's what it sounded like. Damn, that burrito was good. It was amazing. See, that's why we're trying to get Marcus some legit. So people are like, who's this guy? Marcus is through and through LA. You're from the Bay Area, though. But I've lived down here longer than I've lived in the Bay Area at this yeah. point. So, and you lived in, at SC before it was nice. Before it was nice. Well, you lived there when Mason had his uh, movie theaters. Yeah, at the University Village. We had the University Village Theater. We we didn't even have a Ralph's. Like we just like the, I, well, yeah, the one on the back. On no, the that mic. opened like I think the Ralph's opened like my senior year, and it was like a beacon of hope. Like oh. it was. We we just we didn't have a you know it was it was rough times. You've earned man. it. I've earned it. You've earned it. Did you graduate from SC? <laughs> I did. What's your degree in? Uh, broadcast journalism. Oh, you're an Annenberg kid. I'm an Annenberg kid. Oh, and you're not on TV. No, well, I guess I am. But, but you know, with those guys, you're supposed to be like a war correspondent. Yeah, no, I, I talk about fake football on yeah. television. <laughs> That's what I do. Exactly. <laughs> Marcus Grant for NFL Network, now a new teammate here at ESPN. Uh, we're going to be with him 
a lot. You're gonna come start coming in. Hopefully, more often. yeah. I mean, you know, when when I when I can you know get away from the uh, the, the TV gig, I'd love to be. All here. right. So what's your show you got over there? Uh, NFL Fantasy Live. Uh, we actually kind of get going with our preseason shows in a couple of weeks, and then during the season, we're on five days a week to uh, help you with all your fantasy football needs. What time? Uh, 3 p.m. I was gonna say 3 p.m. Pacific, but like we're on in Los Angeles, yeah, so it doesn't really see, matter. That, that's when you know you're a TV. <laughs> you're right, guy. exactly. You're like, like six o'clock Pacific, six, three o'clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're in LA. It doesn't matter. We're at three o'clock. So you're a big fantasy guy because that's the job. But that's you're more guy. than just a fantasy. I am guy. more than just a fantasy guy. I am, uh, you know, I, honestly, baseball was always my first love growing up. As really, a kid. it was. It was my first love. Uh, I spent two years calling minor league baseball no games way. on the radio. Oh, we got to get into that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's a. Fun, it's not lucrative, but it's a fun time. You did two years. Two seasons yeah oh in the california from, league you're in the cali league all right so yeah. you're from the bay area so that means the a's must be grew up as an a's fan. i grew up cheering for every bay area team except the san francisco giants oh you're from the bay then yeah yeah you're, you're not from the city you're you're the town no i'm from yeah, i'm from vallejo man like oh, you're you vallejo know. yeah man oh, i'm from the v you were too short. Born, born and raised in the v e40 just got a street named in my hometown for him the street he grew up on is now like E40 Way or something like that. That must be awesome. It's got to be wild, right? Real, real quick, I just have to tell you guys that Bone Thugs just got a street named after that. Oh, uh, Cleveland alert. Here East we 99. go. Yes, just, wow. just last week. 426, right. our first Cleveland, Cleveland drop. This is for you. I never thought we'd be able to go from Vallejo to Cleveland. To Cleveland. I mean, oh, but CC well, Sabathia. Sabathia. <laughs> There's the connection. He did. Indeed I was. I did. thought you were going to go... Oh, Vallejo, CC's from there. CC is, yeah. No, I'm just saying the street, you know, like rappers getting street stamped hey, after each but other. But credit to it you tracks. for bringing in Bone Thugs, you know. It was the first Bone of the month. Was, yeah, great. man. All right. So Marcus Grant here from the NFL Network, our new teammate here at 710 ESPN. I got to talk to you about your minor league days. Okay. But your views on the A's, because they were in town yesterday against yeah. the Dodgers. And more of that, the Dodgers are in San Diego. A lot of good stuff coming up here until 630 before we go to Angels baseball. Bethel Durant, Marcus Grant, and you here on 710 ESPN. But tomorrow... That's right. It's Steve Mason, Kirk Morrison, live at U, uh, UC Irvine. Rams training camp gets going at 4 o'clock. Get your free tickets before they sell out. Go to rams.com slash training camp. I was there yesterday. Get your tickets or else they won't let you in. Rams.com slash training camp. Mace, Kirk, and Pepe Mantilla is going to pop in, as well as producer Lindsey Baseball. Be there or listen live from 4 to 7, a Saturday special on 710 ESPN. The all-new ESPN LA app will have it for you. And also, you can always watch on ESPN LA's YouTube. Oh, you're moving. Oh, I'm, I'm you're moving. Man. I remember this video. Like, this was, you know, this was early high school, I think, for me. Like, yeah. Mariah, Mariah. was it. Mariah. Mariah was it. All I want for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah's uh, old boo, Luis Miguel, just got his concert series started in Argentina. Ah. He's going on a big like concert tour. All right. So Luis Miguel, uh, the crooner down in Argentina doing work. You said old boo, and I was like, wait, Nick Cannon's in Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Remember we only had one kid? With her? No, actually, I don't. With her. <laughs> it's, been so, it's been so long ago. No. <laughs> Nick Cannon. That's the voice of Marcus Grant. Mark, follow him on Twitter. Maybe we can get to 100,000 by the end of the show. That'd be cool. Uh, M A R C A S. He's in with me, Beth Duran, in for Sedona, who's taking some days off before college football gets going. And Cappy, who I believe is in Mammoth, last I saw. So uh -huh. those guys deserve a lot of vacation. They work hard, they're grinding, but then once football season starts, it's really going to get after it for that. So I think George and I are going to go. So George does play-by-play -play for the ACC network. Mm -hmm. And I'm a spotter slash valet slash 
uh, you know, concierge, you know, whatever you need. I got you. Right. Uh, and like I travel with him in the carpool lane when we drive to these towns. There you go. So I, I know my role. So we're going to go to Syracuse on Labor Day <laughs> weekend. I just booked my flight. Okay. Uh, and I had to deal with Disney travel, which is awesome. They did great. I didn't realize that I said I was going to Sarasota. That's very different than Syracuse. Yeah. I don't know why. How'd you mess that up? Um, so I know what it was. <laughs> so in the back, I was watching a friend of mine plays in the minors. Uh, his kid plays in the minors, and they're in that Florida State League. And in Sarasota. Sarasota, there's a team. And, they were, uh, and the Dunedin also has a team. So I was like, oh, I need to go to Sarasota, and I'm just watching that. Then I realized I get the email back. Oh, wow. That's wrong. That's very wrong. That's very wrong, which leads me to the minors. So you said you worked in the minor leagues? I worked two seasons uh, in the California League. One in Visalia, which is- you know, The just, Oaks. Uh, the Oaks. They were the Oaks. They were like the- What are they now? There's, there's something else. The Rawhide, I the think. The Rawhide. The Rawhide. Yeah. But they were the Oaks then. Uh, so I had a year there, and then a year in Stockton. The Ports. The Ports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know all the minor league weird stuff because I try to get jobs in those two. Yeah. No, I, I did it for a couple of years. I, I nice. applied. I, I remember applying, and look, I'm going to- sound old kids out there kids out there i used to apply to these jobs back when you had to make actual physical cassette tapes and put them in the mail and send them off to you were doing cassette tapes okay not even cds Uh, i think when i started it was cassettes and then after a year or two i I transitioned to cds yeah i'm i'm that old so you wanted to do play-by-play wanted to do play-by-play um you know i did it for a couple years in the minor leagues i did you know i did uh, i I worked in fresno for a while did a lot of high school and and junior college stuff uh there too so yeah that was that was i thought i was going to be the dodgers play-by-play voice but they had a guy for a long time i don't know if you ever heard of him uh, Some dude named Scully or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Scully. Yeah, good yeah. kid. Good kid. Yeah, they had a guy. So uh, that that sort of blocked me from from getting to that gig. Well, for that's a long funny time. because is Parker back there? Uh, yeah, Parker on our staff. He wants to do play by play. He just graduated from Chapman University. Okay, uh, and, and um, you know I do some of that also and stuff like that. But it's it's fun, but it's a grind. It is a grind. I will tell you what. Like it it is. It's not. It's it's romantic, right? It's not lucrative. And I remember, it's it's August. And I'm in Bakersfield, and we're like 15 games out of first place. And you're like, what am I doing with my life right now? (laughs) So the California League was A-ball, or still is Mm A-ball. So guys were right out of rookie. So they're about 19, 20, or they might be fresh out of college. Yeah. So you had Stockton up there, Bakersfield, yep. Visalia, Visalia, and then uh, uh, San Jose, oh, Modesto. Ooh, all great destinations in the summer. Oh, just just destination uh-huh. spots. Then down south, you had you know Lancaster and Victorville and Rancho Cucamonga and yeah. San Bernardino and Lake Elsinore. Lake Elsinore, Cucamonga. Yeah, um, Be- that before Ice Cube moved out there. Yeah, before yeah. <laughs> before before next Friday. Before yeah. they had uh, like back when Cucamonga was still the cow pastures. The Pretty much. I mean, there. like I mean, they look, they named their stadium the epicenter because yeah. it's right on a. Quakes, you know, <laughs> minor details. That's it. Yeah. So, when did you realize this sucks? Um, not pro- the work, but the the bus rides and all that other stuff. Um, probably, actually, probably sometime during the first year when you have all these guys. You mentioned they're all young guys, right? Yeah. And some of them, some of them are, are you know sign these big contracts and they have money for the first time in their lives. It's when you're on a bus with like 25 guys under the age of 24 and they decide to play whose fart smells the worst on the bus, right? And you are stuck <laughs> on an eight-hour bus ride from like Stockton to Lake Elsinore and you're like, what is, what is going on here? You know, it's yeah. terrible. Then that was also in the late 90s, early 2000s, so there was really no... Uh, phones. No, yeah, you really you have. Can't, what are you doing? Reading? I mean, I, I kind of had a cell phone, but it wasn't like you know. You're playing you're a snake. Have, on you didn't have bro. smartphones, <laughs> right? So like you know, I was like reading the latest edition of Baseball America yeah. or whatever, you know, and trying to do like game notes and that sort of thing. But yeah, it was. 
it was you know, if we were lucky the bus might have had a VCR on it oh. so we could you know watch an old scratchy copy of Apollo 11 or something <laughs> like that Apollo 13 that's about it and you're staying at where like the Holiday Inn no no that'd be nice. no too that's nice. too nice that's too nice that's too nice and you're sharing a room with quality somebody in? stuff like that the days in the quality in well you share a room I shared a room with the clubby yes the clubhouse. Oh, you know. So, fun fact though, the the clubhouse guy that we had when I was in Visalia, uh, a guy named Nick Crawl is now the general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. Are you serious? Yeah, he's like he came this is up. Why be nice to everybody. People. Be nice to everybody. He went from clubby in the California. He league. went from clubby in the California League, and now he's the general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. So he found Dela Cruz. He found <laughs> Dela Cruz. That dude's fun to watch. Yeah, man, man. fun Amazing. to watch. Anybody that you played with, that got, I mean, I play that uh, you broadcast before, that got to the major leagues. Uh, a few guys. Uh, I'm trying to think. If the, the teams that I was on, nobody who ever like made a big, big impact. A couple guys who got a cup of coffee. Uh, saw a lot of of really great. I saw Jake Peavy. Okay. Saw Josh Hamilton. Oh. Um. You know. Saw Rocco Baldelli, who yeah. I, you know uh, was maybe the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. He just could never stay healthy. Yeah. Rocco Baldelli with the Tampa Bay Rays out of Rhode yeah. Island, who's now the manager of uh, Minnesota. He yeah. was like this phenom. Was an amazing ball player. Just could never stay healthy. But really, maybe the most talented player I've ever seen in my life. That's Marcus Grant. I'm Beth Duran on 710 ESPN. Sedano and Cap on vacation. We just get into no Marcus, a new teammate here at 710. ESPN, and you could watch him on the NFL Network doing fantasy football season three o'clock Pacific time. Pacific time. But as you can tell, he's a baseball guy. He grew up in Vallejo, so the A's were in town, get swept by the Dodgers. But yesterday's game sold out at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, it's the A's on a Thursday night sold out for a first place team, and that's what happens in the summer. There's nothing better than going to Dodger Stadium, hanging out with your friends, running into people, having some beers, having a dog, just sitting down and just watching the beautiful sunsets at Chavez Ravine. Yeah, on the flip side, a couple days ago, they had the crowd selling, saying, sell the team. Yeah. Right? As a guy from Vallejo, how's that feel, man? I'm, I'm really glad to see, it seems like nationally, there has been solidarity amongst fans to to kind of, the sell the team movement has become a thing now because I think everybody looks around, they see the history the A's have had in Oakland and how for decades the people in Oakland supported this team and, and to have watched this ownership, watch John Fisher and this ownership just tear this thing down and strip it for parts Dude. in a pretty naked move to try to move this franchise to Las Vegas. And I think everybody sort of sees through it. And so as somebody who grew up as an A's fan, I mean, my childhood was Dave Stewart and Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and Ricky yeah. Henderson. That was my childhood. Uh, to see what that franchise was, to see what it's been turned into, it does sort of warm my heart to see that everybody across the country realizes that the fans in Oakland are getting a raw deal. So I, you know, who knows what eventually happens? It seems like it, it's more done than not that they move to Las Vegas. Um, but I think everybody sort of sees through what a naked cash grab this basically is. And you mentioned those teams right there, the 88 88- A's, Man. the Bash Brothers. 88, 89, 90 was amazing. 88 was better. 88 <laughs> was great. I mean, look. It, it was for like, the Dodger fans. For the Dodger fans, it was great. Um, you know, like 89, they, they beat the Giants in the World Series. 90, 90 still breaks my heart, and they got swept by the Reds. That still hurts. Yeah, those are, those are good teams right there. They Dodgers are in San Diego tonight. Joe Musgrove for the Padres has been shut down until September. The Padres, like four games back of the wild card race. They can't be proud of that. No. They can't be. Because they were expected to be the number one team. They spent heavily this year. And now you're like, they're four games out of the wild card. And like now, that's that that's not great. Kershaw coming back from the IL soon. You know, it's 
this is what the Dodgers do with Kershaw. They shut him down in the middle of summer, extend it, give him the rest. Hopefully, you can get some good inning from him. Hopefully, in October. But this weekend, like, do you watch baseball regularly? Uh, I watch it. I, I watch the Dodgers maybe a couple times a week. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like there with you. I'm running around and I, I catch up, and I'm more of the highlights kind of guy mm-hmm. than anything else. But I pay attention to what's going on. And you know, my group chat, like, a lot of guys are baseball guys. Mm-hmm. Everybody in there, along with fantasy, just what when they heard you were coming on, they're like, "Hey, what do you think about uh, Josh Jacobs?" <laughs> I'm not going to do Raiders fantasy talk <laughs> in the first hour. <laughs> but later on, we might ask about Herbert. You know, anyways. Uh, but this weekend, I really want to watch. Like, my daughter plays club soccer. We'll be busy with that this weekend. But if you are the Dodgers and you have a chance to just mm, the Padres and end their season and step on the throat right now, this is big for them. I'm not usually a guy who says, oh, this is a big game or big series. But right now, in, in August... It is, right? It is. I think it's just a chance for the Dodgers to sort of flex, right, and reassert themselves mm. as the the team in the National League West. In, in a year that honestly has been, I think, more competitive than people thought. I mean, the, the Diamondbacks got out to a quick start. The Giants Dude. are playing pretty well. Um, there could be three teams from the NL There really could be three teams from the NL West that get into the playoffs. Uh, but I think for the Dodgers, this is a chance. If you go down there and you take four from them, even you take three, that's a huge blow to what they're trying to do. And I think it's a reminder that, uh, you know, there's there's still a little bit of a way to go before they catch up to the Dodgers in the division. Do you get petty like that? It's funny. I don't get petty with the Padres because, right? I mean, for the most part, they have the Padres. Like, what, exactly. What have they done? This is why when I get mad at Dodgers fans, they're like, oh, it's a rival. That's no, not it's a rival. Really. That's, just like, the, that's just the dude who got like, a new car. I that's get it. it. I get it. They won in the playoffs last year, right? Okay. Good won. for them. Yeah. Um, but it's still going to be a majority of Dodgers Historically, fans. this has been a rivalry like Hammer versus Nail. <laughs> that's it. Like, it's not a rivalry. Like, the, the Padres need to consistently win with something on the line, right? They did it last year. Awesome. Great for them. They have not done it enough for me. To, the Giants, that's a rival. The, still. Um, yeah, it's still a rival. You know, the, right? the Cardinals, no what. The Cardinals for a while were a rivalry. Yeah. Like, they had some big playoff matchups. I think, you know, depending on how the playoffs go, the Braves, I mean, this could be a thing. Uh, you know, the Padres, wake, wake me up when September is. <laughs> I love that. So you and I are like, we think like we're around the same age. We yeah. have same experiences back and forth, but we're not fans of a team anymore because we've been in this damn business been doing for, this so for a long, while. Right. But I can appreciate when it's a chance to like, like put that little dagger. Yeah. In I mean, just twist the knife a little bit. Yeah. I think this is a chance for the Dodgers to do that. This and at the same time, if the Dodgers get swept and the Padres wake up, it's also a chance for poke back at the Dodgers. I'm okay with that. That's because fine. I love, there's nothing better than my, Hardcore Dodger fan friends who think the sky is falling, I because I'm just be like, it's okay, guys, you got them, don't worry. And because I'm also the salty one in the group, so when I cheer for your team, I'm the mush. So right? I will say this though, because like when I when I watch them, and I, I this I think speaks to the irrationality of sports fans is that I will watch the Dodgers and like from the first pitch, my first thought is. Please don't get no hit today. And it's just completely irrational, right? Like, how often does it... I know what no hitters happen. I'm just like... Don't tell me you're the superstitious guy, Marcus. Will I not say it? Oh. Say no hitter? No, I mean, look, I, I, I'm I over that, right? That, that was me okay. much younger. Now I'm like, right. whatever. He's throwing a no Mason hitter. Mason will not whatever. say it. You can't even text um, him that. But no, it's just the irrational part of me is just like, I just hope they get a hit today. And then like, then they get a hit, and I'm like, all right, let's go win this game. Like, that's it. All right, now we can go to dinner. <laughs> now, we can, now we can go. I cannot stress because they got a hit. They're not going to get no hit today. Have you ever seen right. a no hitter in person? 
Uh, I did, actually. Um, my one and only trip to the old Yankee Stadium. Now, I haven't been to the oh. new one. My one and only trip to the old Yankee Stadium, David Wells threw a perfect game against the Twins. Not the drunk game. The drunk game. No! He threw it. He was drunk. I was in the right field bleachers on Beanie Baby Day. I still didn't get a Beanie Baby. I did not get a Beanie Baby that day. You were the bleacher creatures? I was one of the bleacher creatures. And, yeah, David Wells threw a perfect game against the Twins. May of 1998. <sighs> So Only time I've been to Yankee Stadium in my life. So much going on there. It was amazing. You go to the old Yankee Stadium, you see a no-hitter, and David Wells was all hammered. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know the hungover yeah. part until, like, you know, later. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. That's Marcus Grant. He's got all kinds of good stories. Follow him at Twitter, Marcus, M-A-R-C-A-S-G. Uh, and make sure we try to get him 100,000 followers by the end of the show. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about this Pac-12 and also college football because it's not what we grew up with. It's going to change, and... I, I kind of dig it. Marcus Grant, Beth Durant, in for Sedano on Cap on 710 ESPN. But two weeks from today is our fantasy football draft party at Hollywood Park Casino, and you can be there with your fantasy football league. Sign up now while spots are still left. Go to ESPNLA.com, click the fantasy logo, and we'll see you Friday, August 18th. Hollywood Park Casino, eat, drink, draft. Ah, the Olympic theme. Guess we fired up. It's in uh, Paris next year. I'm trying to find a way to work it. Okay. It's the only event I've never worked. At, All right. And it's on my list of like professional jobs I want to have. And once I do that, then I can just disappear. And I want, I mean, one on my sports bucket list is to go to an opening ceremonies for an Olympics. Oh, really? And like, you know, it's going to be here, right? In the 28. Yeah. But you want to go as a fan? Sure, why not? Well, I want to go as a fan. I, I want to go as a fan because I, I feel like I want to take my kid, right? Like by, yeah. by, by 2028, my son, he'll be nine, right? Oh, I feel like he'll be, he'll be just old enough to sort of understand it, to appreciate it. And it's like, I feel like that's a thing as a dad, you know, you want to share it with your kid. So yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. what I want. My brother, uh, Gabriel, and uh, in 1984, he took my other brother, Alfredo. Uh, they were teenagers and that was at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I was like four or five. I don't quite remember when I remember these memories and there was a shoebox at my mom's house and there's pictures that my brother Gabriel took. He's a principal. He's always been like stuff like that. And it's like Carl Lewis, Mary Decker Slaney. Wow. Uh, Jackie Joyner before mm-hmm. she was cursy. Right. And they had the, the track team had the ugly Brown <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> so that, that I'm like, I've always wanted to go to an Olympics and I want to yeah. work it. Cause uh, I it's just, the only thing I haven't, done and mm-hmm. i'm like i gotta find a way to get it like the la one i know i could work it somehow right i'm like i want to be somewhere yeah like, no, it's I better wanna... to go somewhere else and do it like if you're gonna work it yeah, yeah. send me you know overseas to do it exactly like mason's done the winter and the summer olympics many of them and i'm, like, I'm jealous of him for being able to do that because you could just be gone and it's a grind from what i've heard right you're working 18 20 hour days but it's just fun to do beth duran marcus grant with you here on a friday sedano on cap on vacation and, you know, it's the summer, so you start bringing in different people. We're like the September call-ups in baseball, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, when we're the Dodgers, it's the April call-up because they get so many people hurt. They bring everybody <laughs> up from AA and AAA. So a lot of people checking like, who are these guys? So I used to work here. I came back. I'm here. They're freelance, whatever. We're having a good time. Part of the family. I, I pop in on the shows. This morning, I jumped in with Sliwa with Andy Kamenetsky. Marcus is in here. We're going to hear more of him in the fall. So your phone blowing up. People are like, hey, man, you on the radio? Uh, you know, I, got, I got a few folks, you know, yeah. kind of hit me up. Uh, mostly people, though, you know, I, I have some my friends in the text chain. Where they're they're still lamenting the Pac-12 right now. That's, uh, been, that's been all day. We're going to get to the Pac-12. We're going to get into the Pac-12. So if you're driving away for the weekend, going to Big Bear or going to Mammoth with Cappy, or if you're in Hawaii or if you're like my even my kid who's going away to college in a couple weeks, all of a sudden he wants to be my friend. Right. Like he, <laughs> Mateo's a great kid. He's going away. But he's like, hey, uh, you're on the radio today. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're the one. I'm like, yeah. You're the one. <laughs> well, like the number one seat, right? Ah. Normally, I'm the guy, normally I'm the, on your you're side. 
the, you're the yeah popping off. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be more professional today. And he's like, hey, you sound different. The kids like lock in shorty. I'm like, just because he's a little bit taller than me, this guy. <laughs> then my brother said uh, he's a principal at Mesa's High in uh, in Maywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just sent me this text. He's like, hey, Mr. Duran, there's a guy on the radio with your last name. Any relation? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love family, right? Yeah. Family's the best. Well, no, and so my brother's like. I th- I've met him before. That's all he says. <laughs> I've met him before. And the mother, brother, Alfredo, who passed away a year ago, when people would always ask, tell him, hey, hey, there's a guy on the radio named Duran. Any relation? He's like, no, I'm a single child. <laughs> there's seven of us. There's seven of us. And he would tell people, like, no, only no, child. Only child. Yeah, only Sorry, child. No, yeah, exactly. Never heard of him. All right, so the Pac-12, they're about to be an only child right now. Because <laughs> they're running out of siblings because everybody's gone. Yeah. So the news come down the day that Oregon and Washington have been offered an opportunity to go to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep up with this. Now it leaves Arizona? Well, no, Arizona, uh, it looks like they're on their way to the... They're looking, but they haven't officially said anything. So right now there's four teams. It's Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. State, the Arizonas. Uh, Cal, Oregon, Stanford. Cal, oh, Cal Stanford. Cal Stanford. Cal Stanford is still there. So... See, see, I'm still confused. Well, it's because it, there's so it, many reports of what's going on. It's been happening so fast. I mean, it went from, you know, I think we woke up this morning and it was like, well, the Pac-12 is dead. And then they were about to sign apparently a media rights deal with Apple. And there was hope that maybe the Pac-12 was going to be able to salvage something. And then a couple hours later, Oregon and Washington were like, peace out. And everybody's like, well, let's just uh, kick some dirt on the Pac-12 again. So it, it is a fast-moving situation. I am honestly surprised that Cal and Stanford are sort of being left behind right now. And I get it. Look, Cal is not, their athletic program is not very good. Stanford has prestige. But But the fact that they they bring the Bay Area market surprises me. There's money there. Like, I'm not... At San Francisco, that's uh, that's a big TV market-wise. It's a big TV market. Corvallis, eh. Washington State, eh. I mean, who wants to go to Pullman? I went with George two years ago, and I'm glad I'll never have to go Like on purpose? Yeah, we did a Washington State-USC game up there. Okay. Um, drove in and drove out. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great time in Seattle. Four hours away. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, and that's just it. Like, the, I would think that those are going to be the markets. I mean, look, we were talking with, with uh, John Ireland, and, and he mentioned you know, the, the idea that maybe the Pac-12 could have brought in an SMU just to get the Dallas market. Yeah. I, I mean, look. Everybody in in the state of Texas, you probably follow Texas, right? Yeah. But but if 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 you think that SMU can bring you the Dallas market, you would do that. Similarly, if you think you want that San Francisco Bay Area market, why wouldn't you reach out to Callen State? Yeah, so Lindsay, uh, producer Lindsay, does a great job of getting everything you need for the show. And right here, it says right here for this segment. All right, she gave me things. Oregon, Washington to join Big Ten, putting Pac-12 in Pearl. All right, check that one off. Right now, next one. Uh, Big Ten has offered Oregon and Washington State membership. All right. Talked about that one. Yep. Boom, right? There's just so many different stories. Those are two stories, two hours apart, and they had different details in it. There's yeah. just so many moving parts right yeah. now. And then Clemson and FSU, Florida State, have talked about maybe leaving the ACC. We're going to have like three football <laughs> conferences. Like that's going to be it, right? We're right. going to have the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC, and then everybody else is going to be playing for scraps. The way we grew up, it was watch the pack. 10. Yes. You knew that on New Year's Day they're going to the Rose Bowl against the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten. You knew what it Which was. actually had just 10 teams. Yeah. Only had 10 we teams. only had 10 teams. Then Nebraska joining, like, okay, what's going on here? Right. Uh, that Those days are done. Like, yeah. Like, for everybody that gets nostalgic, we're like, I remember when I used to be able to name every single Dodger player and I knew their numbers. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. You don't know. They're commodities. They move around. It's like the stock market. You get them in, get it out. 
Same thing with college football now. The Big 12 gets Colorado back. Now, when Dion shows up, obviously it's a different story. It's great. They're making noise for them. We'll see how long that lasts, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dion's social media is fantastic with his morning quote motivation. Oh, totally. Oh, it's fantastic. It's great. Whoever does it for him, it's fantastic. Also, now, his show on Amazon, Coach Prime, great show. It's great. It's amazing how um, wonderful these coaches can be when there's video cameras around them. Have you seen it, though? I have no. not. Oh, it's good. It's really good. And so they, it's Coach I, Prime on Prime? Yes. All it's, right. It's a That's really good show. Though. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean. He's one of the guys who said, look good, feel good, play good, right? When he's Absolutely. Up Florida State, he 100%. had the big chain. It was fantastic. Yeah, the Jerry Curl is the whole thing. Wait, I, do you, you I, see uh, what Colorado's doing now? The yes. players with their jerseys? Yeah, I was going to put that in Radio Tinder, but if you want to talk about it now, that's okay. Oh, no, we'll, we'll save it. Okay. We'll save it. Okay. We'll save it. We'll Stay save tuned it. for Radio Tinder yeah. to find out what like, Colorado's doing with their jerseys. That's ladies and gentlemen. But yep. that's just, the like Ireland said earlier, it's the money, right? You follow yep. it. Are you mad at these schools for doing this? As an SC alum, I understand it. Mm-hmm. It does break but, my heart a little bit. No, it breaks my heart a little bit because everything about college football, college sports in particular, have always been regional. Pro sports have always been a, a bit more national, yeah. right? But college sports has always been regional because, as you mentioned, when you were a Pac-10 fan, you were worried about you were worried about what you know UCLA and Stanford and Oregon and Washington were doing. And like, yeah, maybe you had a little bit of an eye on the Big Ten because, like, hey, you know what? If things work out, we're going to be playing. You might play. That's we're going to play Ohio State or Michigan or Wisconsin or whoever it is in the Rose Bowl. Um, when this news first happened, when USC and UCLA first announced moving. Talked to a friend of mine who went to Wisconsin, and he said to me, hey, man, don't hate on my Badgers. And I was like, I don't. And that's part of the problem. I don't even know where they're at. That's part of the problem. I don't hate them. I'm indifferent to Wisconsin. I'm indifferent to Iowa and Northwestern. I know that I get nervous when SC had to play Oregon State on a Thursday night. You should. Because it was going to be ugly. The weather was going to be nasty. They might, you know, well, SC, might, bleachers, ding, 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 SC ding, might lose that game 13-9. to nine. And it they just, do. They, they would. Like, they're going to go to Nebraska, and it's going to be like, yeah, I guess, man. I guess. But financially, I understand why they did that. As a fan, it doesn't do anything for me. Nah, it's uh, big money, big facilities. There's an account I follow, Front Office Sports, mm-hmm. Instagram. Every single day, it's new facilities popping up in the SEC Yeah, for soccer. For baseball, I mean, it's being funneled from the football money. I will say this. College football is now maybe the most American of sports because what's going to happen is we're going to have a select few that get all of the monies and everybody else sort of scrapping for whatever's left. It is the most American sport we got out there. Right and now. we are getting all the monies because we're working on a Friday, you and I. There Marcus it is. Grant, Marcus Grant, Bethel Durant, in for Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. And you know what? Oh, it's Friday. I need a Michael Bolcher. You know, <laughs> I really do. It's five o'clock. Uh, time for another Michelob Ultra watch party to support the women's national team. Join us tomorrow in the city of Anaheim at Angelo's Burger starting at six o'clock for a pregame party and happy hour. 511 South State College Boulevard. Morales and the 710 Street Team will be there with fabulous prizes to give away. Presented by Michelob Ultra, proud supporter of Team USA.